What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 59th episode of the Boundless Business Podcast. As always, it's the amazing Larissa, Justine, and Nico here. Team, happy Monday. It's a different day than normal. I know, we're <laughs> yeah, shaking a little it up. We're shaking it up, you know? But it's going to be great regardless, right? For sure. For Absolutely. sure. So, team, what are we talking about today? Today, um, we're going to talk about different problems that marketing can help expose. So, oftentimes, people think that they have a marketing problem when in reality, there's a whole different problem at play. Um, so we're going to go over four of the most common problems that we see, which are retention, operations, fulfillment, and sales. So Nico or Larissa, where would you like to start with this? Well, so let's start with ops. Why don't we always start with the marketing side too, but a lot of people don't <laughs> think about the operations behind it. So Yeah. So, I mean, well, there's a ton of different problems that marketing can expose in your business, right? Let's say you do some marketing and it's going great. You're getting tons of leads. Let's just assume for the purpose of this, you don't have a sales problem, that you purely have an operational problem. You're getting too many leads in that you don't know how to service. Uh, that's a problem in a lot of different ways. One could just be your onboarding process. Let's say you can still do the monthly maintenance for these, but you're having a really hard time getting the clients to a point where you can then do that monthly maintenance. Um, let's just say you have a really in-depth onboarding process and you have a bunch of things you need to do and you you know, do a great job at marketing and you get 50 leads in all at once and you're like, okay, crap. I don't know how to even begin with all of these new clients. That definitely exposes an operational problem. And sometimes those operational problems can be anything of like a different number. So I'll give a couple examples of things that marketing can expose in your operations specifically. One, I kind of mentioned onboarding. You just can't really onboard those clients quick enough, or you have a bunch of problems with your onboarding and it's not really well thought out and you don't know how to handle these. And you know, some simple solutions to those can be setting up some basic automations, having your clients automatically, let's say, get an onboarding form to fill out. Once that's filled out, automatically create a Google Drive and drop, drop all of that in there, for example. You know, there, there's a couple basic things you can use tools like Zapier, Airtable, Make, Integromat, all of those types of things to help get uh, information where you need to go if that's the problem. Other problems operationally you could have is, let's say, a staffing problem you get all these new clients and now you don't, you can't service them. You, there's just too much work to be done. You, you don't have enough time to be able to do that. And staffing problem is a particularly difficult problem because a staffing problem you have today will not be solved tomorrow. Solving a staffing problem takes weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, to go through the entire hiring process, put up job requisition, fill that position after you, you know, read all their resumes, interview a ton of people, find somebody who's a good qualified and to train that person who you just hired to get up to speed, all that time you're getting new clients and you're still getting more work in, you still are just getting further and further behind. And hopefully that new person could help you solve that issue, but not necessarily. Um, that's a, a really big problem with marketing is like, if you're not ready to scale and you are effective at marketing, it will expose that very, very quickly. If you don't have the scale to handle the volume that your marketing is bringing in, that's a problem. Other problems can be anything from like, you know, let's, let's say like your billing department or uh, all these types of things where you just get really behind on tasks and work that needs to be done to work with a client in whatever way you need to work with them. Uh, you know, maybe that's 
invoicing at the proper time where like you just have a really hard time getting that done or like I said, staffing, onboarding, general like monthly maintenance, like there's too much to be done. And maybe it's that your, your offer that you're offering isn't built out operationally. So that could also be just a communication problem between your salespeople and your operations people, whoever's actually doing the, the maintenance of the, the day-to-day, right? If somebody on the sales team promises something that the operations team can't fulfill, well, that's obviously a problem, right? Um, good marketing that's effective and brings a lot of leads in can cause problems in every single one of these areas. Uh, I mean, and to be fair, they're good problems to have for the most part. If you have leads coming in, usually you can kind of backdate all that stuff and you can get it figured out. It might be really painful and it might just really suck for a while, but you can get through it and you can figure (laughs) that stuff out. You can get through the backdates. It sucks, but you can do it. Um, Marketing that, let's say, isn't driving a ton of leads. uh, I mean, you may see some operational problems from that. However, for the most part, those problems will be ones that are already existing. So if you didn't see them before, you're probably not going to see them now when you get new marketing or when you get new, um, you know, whatever strategies you're using to drive leads. Amazing. Justine, where are the other two? Um, We have retention, fulfillment, and sales left. Amazing. Yeah, let's talk about uh, marketing and how it focuses on retention. So we've talked a lot in this pod about like, how do you keep getting the most value both to the client, but also from the client? And retention is one of the best ways, because let's say that you are a landscaper, for instance, and you do a turf install. Um, so you're installing the turf. It's amazing. But what a lot of people don't realize is like once you're installing turf, that's only a small part of someone's dream backyard. Maybe they have a pool. Maybe they have, uh, I don't know, like trees and whatnot. So one way to increase the lifetime value and retention of that client is to point out certain things. Oh, like who does your pool? Oh, you, you do yourself? Is that something that you want to continue doing or hand off to someone? Same with your trees, right? Uh, you need skilled arborists to keep trees alive and different seasons require different things for those trees. So we want to make sure that you're always prioritizing further value to the client, which means that you're obviously getting compensated appropriately. We should be content, uh compensated appropriately for that ongoing relationship, right? So that's a way for even individual projects to turn into long-term relationships, as well as how marketing focuses on it is most people forget to market to their existing clients or past clients. And we, again, talked about that extremely, uh, in in extreme depth throughout this podcast, but one of the best ways to do it is run uh, campaigns, uh, reactivation campaigns to past clients for referrals, for ongoing work or whatnot. Um, but that's what people don't realize, like clients are going to leave for whatever reason. Maybe they don't like services, maybe it's expensive, maybe they no longer need it, maybe they move, right? People do move. Uh, so we wanna make sure that we're, we acknowledge that no client's gonna stay forever, but how can we get the most value to them, which means you're gonna get the most value to us. Yeah, one thing I think people forget a lot when it comes to marketing is like, marketing can bring you new clients and it can bring you new business if done well, but it does not solve any other problem. It really doesn't. If not, it it just exposes those problems more. Retention is one of the big things. And also 
as you'll probably notice as we're talking about these, all these problems are interlinked, right? Retention is not just, you just, you're not gonna just find a retention problem because of marketing, right? You're gonna find a retention problem because of some mismatch between your, I mean, probably not your marketing. Well, maybe your marketing, it could just be, you know, dependent on the offer you have, uh, a mismatch between your sales, your fulfillment, your ops, you know, all of these things could be leading into a retention problem, could be leading into a fulfillment problem, could even be leading into a sales problem or a marketing problem, right? At the end of the day, like the biggest thing you can do to help reduce issues along all of these is to take a really close look and make sure you really understand the client journey and everything that they have to, that every touch point between them and you, you have it all mapped out and that will help resolve a lot of these issues. Um, but retention is a huge one and, and retention, like I said, is in indicative of all the other areas of your business. A retention problem is not a retention problem exclusively. A retention problem means there's a big problem somewhere else that you need to fix. Absolutely. Do not agree more. Makes sense. Um, okay. We kind of already touched on fulfillment a little bit in operations, but do you want to talk about that or sales, uh, next? touch on fulfillment a little bit more. I mean, ultimately it really comes down to like, like I mentioned, for example, like staffing, you know, you need to just think about what you need to be able to do to scale. Fulfillment comes around a lot of times of like, okay, so you got, a, you got a lead in, they turn into a client. Now you need to actually provide the service to them. There's a bunch of things you need to keep in mind to be able to provide that service to them. One is capacity. Do you have capacity to be able to do this? And when I say capacity, I mean, you know, and it's going to vary a lot depending on your business, but let's just keep it really high level. Do you have capacity staffing wise, software wise, you know, tool wise, expertise wise? Uh, can you actually fulfill all these things? Like Nika mentioned, let's say you only have one arborist on your team and they can't go to more than probably three sites a day. So if you are overbooking them, you're causing problems problems on your fulfillment side because their schedule's not gonna work. Like it, it's not going to work out. So either you need to do things maybe to optimize their route so they can either fulfill more or you need to raise your prices and take on fewer of those individuals to be able to kind of resolve that fulfillment issue. And, you know, what I just mentioned, we can talk a little bit more about uh, when we talk about sales problems, but fulfillment, like I said, is really going to come down to those things. So staffing, software, you know, time in general, like just a capacity to fulfill. If you have a relatively automated business, you're probably not too worried about this because you don't need to worry so much. But let's say it is something, a very skilled labor trade. Well, you need to really keep in mind your staffing capacity in terms of time, in terms of you know, maybe what locations or sites they're at or how you make the most of that particular resource. A couple ways you can solve these problems is by taking other things off of their plate, right? So if you have a trained arborist and you only have one and they're in really high demand, well, don't have them doing literally anything else. Take everything off of their plate and make it as easy for them to do that one specialized job as it can be. And that's kind of a way you can help solve a fulfillment problem. Now, if you iterate that and do it 50 times, then you'll be, you know, way better off. But, you know, those are the types of things you need to look for that marketing is going to expose. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, I think can't really add much to that on the on that side. I mean, like I said, the, the overall theme is here is marketing, and we'll talk about sales in a little bit, but it it brings to light problems that are already there that if you're at a lower capacity, you just won't realize that. And I mean, one other important piece when it comes to let I mean, this is semi ops and fulfillment, but one key thing that people just I feel like forget to kind of take into account is marketing is not free. So if marketing is causing a financial problem for you, then either your services aren't priced correctly, it's costing you too much to fulfill them, or, you know, it, that's it, actually. It's one of those two things. <laughs> either your services aren't priced correctly or it's costing you too much to fulfill them. If you're not taking that price into account and that price then becomes an issue, you should be budgeting for marketing spend on your services and account for that into everything. You know, you need to know how much does it cost you to get a lead. And then from that, make sure you're budgeting that out of every single job you get. And not just how much does it cost you to get a lead, how much does it cost you to get a sale? You could have 10 leads and maybe you just aren't very good at sales and you're not closing them. So it's going to cost you 10 times as much to get one sale. Let's say somebody who has a 100% close rate. Well, those are the types of things you need to be taking into account. And that's when people go and they look at their balance sheets and they're like, oh, I spent five grand on marketing and I didn't allocate that money properly. Or maybe I shouldn't have spent that much on marketing and I should have put it somewhere else. You know, marketing, realistically, when you spend money on marketing and especially if you have something in marketing that's doing really well, driving a lot of leads for your business, it really is going to show the cracks everywhere else. And it's going to show the cracks oftentimes in ways that you just can't fulfill properly in one way or another. Nico, tell and, us why does marketing cause sales problems? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'm just going to go and go ahead and just uh, one thing before we go into that. This is part of one advice. So we're not sitting here in a, you know, uh, behind a computer and saying, oh, we've never experienced this before. We have learned this through hard-won battles. Let's just say that. So marketing in regards to sales. So marketing's job traditionally uh, if you think about big companies, is to promote the product, service, or company, right? Sales then takes people interested from that and then converts them, right? Sells them on it. So that's the traditional corporate definition, but realistically, marketing sales are very intertwined, though there are distinct variations between them. So marketing's job is to say, uh, how can I reach out to a warm audience or cold audience with something specific, a specific product offer, uh, service and then get them interested to give them to give information to reach out to them that sales can then handle. So think about marketing job is how do we tell people how amazing we are and how we can help them and get them to give us contact information to then give to sales for sales to go work, right? Specifically in smaller companies, they are very intertwined with each other, but sales, you know, if marketing fails, right, let's say that marketing, uh, and, and again, they're there are variations of it, but the big ones are too many leads, too few leads, or really like not ideal leads. So those are probably the three big buckets that you can fall into with sales. So let's say that you have a sales team uh, and you have too little leads. Well, then the sales team will get frustrated because their job and what they want to do is be calling people and working leads because that's usually how they get compensated. So the lack of leads can cause frustrations in the sales department right too many leads is also a problem now you might be thinking that's a great problem to have but not really because you're still spending money 
time, energy to acquire those. Plus, usually when sales teams have too many leads, they can't really do the in-depth work to get the biggest return. So they might not follow up as much. They might not be as into the process as they normally would if they had the perfect amount of leads, uh, which every sales team, there's different numbers for that. And even within sales teams, different salespeople can have different numbers, right? Uh, and then not the right quality lead. Now, this is probably the least important one, to be honest, because especially if someone's filling out a form or giving their information. Now, that's very different than going to like door knock, right? Where it's a cold audience, but anything where you have like a warmer lead in this case, someone who gave their information voluntarily, quality isn't really there because if they have interest in the product service or a widget or whatever, then it's just a sales problem. Usually on how do you convert them? Do you offer financing? Do you do 50% down payment? Do you, uh, can you work with them logistically? But the biggest thing is, do they want it? And then do, do they have the ability or the real desire to make it work, right? Because we've seen a lot of deals where people don't have money up front and a client might offer financing just for that reason or have a contact at the local credit union that can give them financing for that. Or instead of saying, we're going to do this $100,000 project, why don't we do a $25,000 project to do a part of it that you really want right now and then postpone the rest of that project for the future. So really that's how marketing can impact it. Too many leads, too few leads, and then uh, the least important is the quality of lead. First, I don't know if you have anything to, to add to that. Um, the only thing you didn't touch on was the uh, offer, right? So offers have to do with kind of the whole piece of the process. An offer that I'm saying is, I will perform service A for you and you will get B out of it, right? That needs to be consistent across the whole process because let's say you're advertising to somebody that you can do something and then they come in and they say, okay, great. I want that thing you were advertising for. And then your sales team says, yeah, sure, we can do that. But your ops team doesn't know about it. Your fulfillment team doesn't know about it or there's a big piece missing there. That's where a lot of problems get created as well that there's just like a lack of communication throughout the entire process. That's why I was saying it's really important your customer journey because you need to understand like, what do you have to fulfill? What is your sales team promising can be done? What is your people in for, you know, being able to step everything back at that point and to be able to look at it in a bigger picture like that is really, really helpful because as we mentioned, it, the problems are only going to compound if you're not equipped to handle them. And that's why communication between all aspects of what we're talking about, marketing, sales, ops, fulfillment, everything needs to, there needs to be a flow of communication between fourth, because you don't want marketing to get leads that sales closes, they feel like have to, that fulfillment and the ops team cannot uh, handle, right? So like, you want to make sure that you're always in communication with these individuals because you really don't want to have something break down in the whole process because that could really mess up everything. Uh, and then sales blames marketing, marketing blames ops, you know, and it, it doesn't benefit anyone in the long term. Sweet. Well, I think that's all we had to cover today. So if you guys have anything else um, other than that, I think we can end it off. Yeah, I think that's it, Larissa. You, you good? Yeah, I think that's it. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the 59th episode. I can't believe it's going to be 60 just a couple of days. Like, that's crazy. 
So uh, with that being said, if you have any questions, email me at nicogetbellosmedia.com. And if you are a landscaper specifically and you want more uh, high-end design install jobs, look no further than Boundless Media. We'll talk to you guys very soon and have a great rest of your day. Peace. Thank you.